0: Talk Back Matters from The Salvos.
1: Raising teenagers is not an easy thing. Mine are only four and nine at the moment, so it's yet to happen for me. But uh, Kelvin from The Salvos, and he's based in New Guinea now, but he was in Sydney and then on the Gold Coast, and he's gone through it all with his teenagers, he and his wife, and he shares the trials and the triumphs.
0: Yeah, we did. We did. And, I, and that, was, that was part of what caused some um, real pressure And anxiety on you know two of the younger kids particularly and they was the big big move we made from Sydney up to the Gold Coast and the kids were then well into their middle to senior teens and it was a pretty tough time on family life and it was particularly tough for the kids.
1: Specifically is there an example of a difficult situation?
0: Um, You know, I want to be. Look, you know, first of all, Chris, I want to say at the outset. Look, I, I wouldn't dare profess to be an expert when it comes to raising teens. I, I, I can only talk about my own yeah. experiences and my own four, and but I have learned some lessons. Yeah, and of course, yes, we had to respond to the, you know, to the exigencies of our life, really. And one of those was you get, you do get farewell orders as a, you get, you know, an, uh, issued with a. Uh, a note to, to move, which usually these things mean geographical. It means changing school for the kids, and and they get to an age where they start saying we don't want to do that. And um, that was that was kind of our predicament, and it was it was really hard on us because it meant that for the first the time had come when our older two teenagers had to remain in Sydney, and we felt we were abandoning them. And when the family, the rest of the family, moved to the Gold Coast, which was a you know thousand kilometres away, and all those immediate questions come, they rise. You know, where where are your kids going to live, and how are they going to survive? And we only have officer income, which is small. Um, so they were pressures, but the pressures also with the kids who didn't want to go, but we knew they had to remain within the family circle. They were too young to to leave on their own. And so it did. It did cause enormous pressures. But look, I think what I've learned, Chris, I you know you'd, you'd always like your kids to think the same way as you, but I, I had to learn the way of grace, and it didn't come naturally. Yeah. I kind of learned that strong discipline and all of that uh, issuing sort of you know um, conditions t- to the way in which we wanted our kids to live. I just knew that was that was not the way. It was, it was futile. And I, I don't know, I just kind of learned fairly early to understand that these kids need our love, they need parents, and they're going to make mistakes, they're going to probably get involved in things that we don't approve of, and, and they did. But they still had a home to come home to, but they never came home to an angry father right. or mother. Um, and I think if I'm sort of... I'm just trying to articulate... This is a long time ago because I, I, I was probably aware but I had to learn this, but I was aware that I never ever wanted to say or do anything that would that would break the bridge between our children and and their parents. Yeah. Now and and as rough as it was sometimes, you know, in teenage years and late the late teenage years, these years of rebellion and and it varied, you know, amongst our children. I would think they would probably say we, you know, dad never lay, put conditions on us like, you know, do that again and, and you can leave home or, you know, that that never passed our lips. Yeah. Because as as rough as it was sometimes, we always still felt that we needed to be loving and gracious parents and to not affirm some of these aspects of behaviour. Now, all of that's gone, of course, you know, because now that they're adults, there's, there's not a day that goes by that we don't, that they're not involved intimately with us in our lives. And, and I, you know, I kind of look back on those days and so, so grateful that, that bridges weren't destroyed over which they could not pass again. And um, uh, if that makes sense.
1: We're talking to Calvin. He's sharing his journey, his wife's journey, as they raised their teenagers together. Were there moments when the kids just didn't want to be there? The ones that did go yes. with you and yes, and that's so yes. tough. Yes, but,
0: well, and you know the thing is, we were sad because we understood we un- we understood because we were taking them out of relationships that they'd built in in Sydney, for example, and taking them away from achievements that they were building, like involvements in in elite sport and uh, activity like that and recognition in the school system. And it, because of our move, it all came to an end very abruptly. And and, and, and and again, we did not say to the younger two, you have to come. We never, ever said that. But but in time, we heard the language that, you know, Dad, when we moved to the Gold Coast, will we? And and that was the language we started to hear. Yeah. But we never, ever we never, ever forced this because our, our first ambition was to keep the four kids together. Yeah.
1: So how did it go with them being separate?
0: Uh, well, you know, it... it
1: <laughs> how long was it separate uh, for?
0: Uh, well, it never, never came back together because the, the two who we left in Sydney went to university and the two that actually came with us to the Gulf Coast where they didn't want to come, they've ended up marrying at the Gulf Coast and settling at the Gulf Coast, which is where we're going to retire to be closer to, that's where most of the grandchildren are. So, you know, as you look back over life, I mean, what we had to do was trust God, and I'm not trying to be sort of super spiritual here, but we did have a choice, Chris, to actually leave Salvation Army officership in order to keep our kids together, in order to try to reduce their pain at this time in our life and uh, that this was an awful moment for julie and i you know and we still remember that day we still talk about it that we were about a hair's breadth from going our own way to kind of reduce the pressure and pain on our kids wow. but we we realized we just had to live according to everything we'd ever preached in a you know to be know to be true about the promises of god and wow. we had to make this really hard call and to say, Lord, you've called us to this life. If we follow you, you promise to catch to catch our kids if they fall. You know, and and it's amazing. The two we left in Sydney at university, they have incredibly flourished, as have the other two, and um, but in different ways. And uh, uh, and so we delight in our. You know, it's a delightful picture. Our little Ali family, and we're we're as close as anything, and um, we. We go to bed at night, not worrying about our kids you know we we pray for them every day and and uh family life for us now is very close and and actually quite you know very very happy and the kids are their own best friends, of course, wow. and they do live uh, the two still live in Sydney and the other two live at the gold coast and uh, we have three married and we've got seven grandchildren and there is they just follow each other's lives every day, you know photos of how the kid what the kids are up to and every day you know, wow. thanks to modern technology
1: that is so exciting yeah. man and
0: but i think look you know as I, i've i've as i wouldn't profess to be an expert but i only see this now through my the eyes and especially of scripture and i knew there was one particularly difficult moment coming and i had to stay i stayed home and i read the story of um, the prodigal son over and over again and and I, again, I don't want to sound super spiritual, but I just wanted to be a father like the father in that parable. Yeah. And, um, I, because I felt that's what my children deserve. They deserve, in their father, to, to at least in a small way experience something of what the nature of God is, is like. And that, that's come by a, a kind of a discipline, but part of our, our growth through those experiences.
1: That's Calvin's story, his journey raising his teenagers with his wife. If you have a story raising your teenagers, some trials, some triumphs, we would love to hear from you. You can email us from our website, salvationarmy.org.au forward slash radio.